0: And welcome to the Saturday, September 24th, 2022, Wisconsin Badgers edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or even if you are cheering the Buckeyes on from inside the stadium. Today at the Cathedral of College Football, head coach Ryan Day's third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will host the Wisconsin Badgers, coached by Paul Crist, and the Big Ten Conference opener for both teams. The game will air on ABC at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which means that Chris Fowler will provide play-by-play with the Blue-Eyed Buckeye Kirk Herbstreet on color commentary and the Goat Holly Rowe reporting from the sidelines. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460am, where the voice of the Buckeyes, the best in the business, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline reporting. As of recording time, the forecast shows a very autumnal 65 degrees under partly cloudy skies in Columbus at kickoff, with a 2% chance of rain and wind around 6 miles per hour coming from the south. If you are heading to the game today, maybe jot down this information. The horseshoe's Wi-Fi password for non-students, faculty, and staff is OSU Fan Wi-Fi. That is lowercase OSU, capital F, lowercase AN, capital W, lowercase I-Fi. As always, Ohio Stadium gates will open two hours before kickoff, so at 5.30 this afternoon slash evening. The doors to St. John Arena will open four hours prior to kick, or 3.30 p.m. today, if you would like to make your way inside to get the best seats possible for the Skull Session before the band's festivities get underway at 5.30. Joining to Biddle will be the Reynoldsburg High School marching band, and even though I graduated from rival Pickerington, I spent most of my childhood living in Reynoldsburg, so I guess it is fair enough for me to say go Raiders. Starting at 4.30 p.m., FanFest will open on the South Lawn outside of St. John Arena, and there will be free Marsha's Buckeyes available. So get there early, get there often, and bring one of those insulated bags so you can get as many free Buckeyes as possible, put them in the bag, and keep them safe so they don't melt before the game starts. Today's ramp entrance will commence at 7 p.m., followed by a traditional pregame script Ohio. At halftime, prepare to have chills and for them to multiply, as Tibiddle's intermission show will celebrate Greece at 50. Even though sports betting will not be legal on the Buckeye State until January 1st, let's turn our attention to the lines for today's game, which opened with Ohio State as 17.5-point favorites, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. But betters didn't think that that was enough, and the spread has ballooned to 19 and a half as of recording time with the over under number set at 57 points. Wisconsin's money line comes in at plus 750, while Ohio States is at minus 1150. Ohio State is 1-2 against the spread this season, picking up their first win last week against Toledo, while the Badgers are 2-1 with their only loss being their straight-up defeat to Washington State in Week 2. Both teams are 1-2 when it comes to hitting the total points. Wisconsin has covered the spread in each of its last six road openers, and each of its last four games against teams from the state of Ohio, not necessarily Ohio State, have gone under the total points line. Looking at a few individual player prop bets, DraftKings set the over-unders for C.J. Stroud at 336.5 passing yards and 3.5 passing touchdowns and half an interception. They've also got Trevion Henderson at 72.5 rushing yards and half a TD. I'm not sure he's going to play. We'll get to that here in a second. So I might take the under on that or probably more than likely just avoid it altogether. In terms of receiving, DraftKings has Jackson Smith and Jigba at 94 and a half yards, Marvin Harrison Jr. at 83 and a half yards, and Emeka Egbuka at 65 and a half yards. The book also has each of them at half a touchdown. I feel pretty darn confident that at least one of them will go over both their yardage and touchdown totals in this game. As you likely know by now, the Ohio State program no longer releases availability reports ahead of game day, but we do expect to get one two and a half hours before today's kickoff. Ryan Day has seemingly been very cautious with putting his players on the field this season if they have any type of malady, taking advantage of games against Arkansas State and Toledo to give guys time to get rested and healthy before the Big Ten portion of the schedule gets underway. While when it comes to injuries, it would be foolish to take anything that Day says or even what appears on the availability report, for that matter, at face value, it sounds like cornerback Jordan Hancock still is not practicing, or at least not consistently, and should be considered very unlikely to play tonight. Also at corner, Denzel Burke reportedly did not practice on Wednesday, but was at the Woody Hayes athletic facility. It is not clear why he didn't practice. It might have just been that the coaching staff wanted to give him a day off from one of the two full pads practices of the week, or if he's continuing to nurse an injury that has hampered him ever since camp, or maybe there's something else going on. We don't know at this point. He was there, but he was not practicing. Everyone else who has been out is likely to be considered at least a game-time decision this week with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Mike Hall, and Tanner McAllister almost assuredly playing. But as I kind of alluded to earlier, based on Day's cagey responses at press conferences this week, I kind of think Travion Henderson is less likely to play. Day was willing to say that the running back isn't suffering from anything that they consider to be a long-term injury, but he wouldn't give any insight into whether or not he would be back this week, even though he did say some of the other guys were expected to play. So Henderson could play, but I would not be surprised if he's a game-time decision and then doesn't play at all. Turning our attention to the Badgers, they enter the game 2-1 and one with blowout wins against Illinois State and New Mexico State, sandwiched around a fairly shocking 17-14 loss at Washington State in Week 2. On offense, the Badgers are led by junior quarterback Graham Mertz, who has thrown for 697 yards on 71% passing this season. He has connected for six touchdowns and thrown two interceptions. Sophomore running back Braylon Allen leads the way on the ground with 332 rushing yards on a 6.6 yard per carry average. He has accounted for five scores as well. The Wisconsin offense comes into the game 31st nationally in total yards, with 478.7 per game. They are 25th on the ground, rushing for 218 and a third yards per game. And another stat that might come into play tonight—more on this later—the Badgers are 24th in the country in terms of time of possession, averaging just a single second under 33 minutes per game. On defense, junior linebacker Muma Jongmeta leads the way with 19 tackles, two and a half of which were for loss. Fellow junior backer Nick Herbig leads the team in both tackles for loss with five and sacks with four. The Badgers come to Columbus with the 11th-ranked defense in terms of yards allowed in the country, giving up only 246 per game. They are also allowing just 170 passing yards per contest, 19th nationally, and 76 yards on the ground, good for 12th. I would be shocked if Ohio State didn't beat at least one of those numbers in the first quarter and both of them by the end of the second, maybe even midway through the second, but... We will see. Wisconsin is also tied for second nationally with seven interceptions, which is something to keep an eye on, considering that C.J. Stroud has not yet thrown one this season. I am knocking on wood. All of that being said, Wisconsin clearly has not played an offense like Ohio State's, and those numbers are very likely to go up after this week. Obviously, how much they go up will be a key factor in determining the outcome of tonight's game. Okay, after a quick break, we will get into the Ohio State-Wisconsin Series history, advanced analytics for today, and predictions for tonight's contest. Welcome back. Now let's take a look at the series history between these two teams. The Buckeyes and Badgers have played 84 times dating back to 1913. After losing the first three games in the series, OSU holds a 61 18 5 record against Wisconsin. The last time that the Badgers beat Ohio State was in 2010 in a 31 18 game in Madison, and the last time that they won in Columbus was in 2004. The Buckeyes will look to win their ninth straight against the Badgers tonight. That streak includes three Big Ten championship game victories for Ohio State, including that epic and iconic 2014 59-0 Badger beating en route to the first-ever college football playoff national championship. Three seasons ago in 2019, the two teams played twice, first in a 38-7 win at home for OSU, and then a month and a half later in Indianapolis for the conference title game, which the Buckeyes also won, but this time 34-21. Even if Ryan Day's squad does win tonight, the nine games will not even be half as long as Ohio State's longest win streak in the series. From 1960 to 1980, the teams played every year and the Buckeyes won every time an average score of 33.4 to 8.3 points per game, including five shutouts in eight years from 73 through 80. In the current win streak, the Buckeyes are outscoring the Badgers 34.1 to 17.4 points per game. Coming into the weekend, the Buckeyes are ranked third in both the AP and coaches poll and are receiving a single first place vote in both the media and coaches polls. The Badgers are the final team receiving votes in the AP rankings and are towards the bottom in the others receiving votes category for the coaches poll as well. Ohio State is technically in second place in the Big Ten East standing, since Indiana and Penn State both have in-conference wins. However, everyone in the division is undefeated except for Michigan State, which lost on the road at Washington last weekend. Similarly, the Badgers sit in the middle of the Big Ten West, technically behind division-leading Northwestern, who has the only conference win on that side of the league, and also behind undefeated Minnesota, which will kick off their Big Ten slate against Sparty later today. I've already run through Wisconsin's statistical rankings, but for context, Ohio State is number one in the country in total offense with 565.3 yards per game, more than 10 yards per game, more than number two Minnesota. They also come in 10th in scoring offense at 47.7 points per game. And conversely, the Buckeyes are 21st in total defense and 23rd in scoring defense. CJ Stroud is ninth in the country, averaging 313.7 yards per game, despite being pulled in the mid second half in each of the last two games. But he he is tied for first in the country with 11 touchdown passes. He is currently second nationally in QBR behind only TCU's Max Duggan. Wisconsin's Graham Mertz is currently fifth. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. The Buckeyes currently sit at number three in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly, behind only Georgia and Alabama in that order. The Buckeyes have the top-ranked offense with 16th-ranked defense, and their special teams are at 104th, mainly because we don't see a lot from the Ohio State special teams. Obviously, Noah Ruggles missed his first field goal attempt on the season. He's only attempted one other, which he made. And Ohio State doesn't really return kicks and really punts that much, so not a whole lot to go on for the analytics, but still 104th, kind of bad. Uh, Wisconsin comes in at 15th according to SP Plus with the 58th ranked offense and 6th ranked defense. Their special teams are 57th which is better than 104th. Connolly's model predicts OSU to win by a score of 34 to 19. That would be an under and not a cover if you are using SP Plus for betting purposes. But Connolly's analytics do have the Buckeyes at an 81% win probability. ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytic system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP+, also has Ohio State in third and gives the Buckeyes a 23.2% chance to finish the regular season undefeated and then to win the conference title. This is down significantly from the 30% that FPI was showing last week. I'm not exactly sure... What went in to lowering the Buckeyes' percentage by 6.8 points? I'm pretty confident that has something to do with one of their opponents in the Big Ten increasing their viability more so than Ohio State losing theirs considering they won 77-21. to 21. But the formula also gives the Buckeyes a 19.2% chance to win the national title, down from 26% the previous week. But they are still behind only Georgia's 30.7% and Alabama's 28.5%. No other team is currently above 4.8%. FPI has the Badgers at 19th. For the first time this year, friends of the show, the college football nerds, have their computer model up and running now that it has a decent enough data set to factor in. The model predicts an OSU victory by the score of 32 to 20, while the humans behind the analytics both picked the Buckeyes. Daniel called 44 to 20, and Josh has 41 to 17. I like their picks better than their computers, so take that model. And finally, the most fun predictions apparatus out there, the NCAA Game Simulator spits out an average score of 43.4 points for the Buckeyes to 16 for Wisconsin, thanks to 1,432 simulations as of recording time. Keep in mind, this had a low-scoring 15-point differential for last week's game against Toledo, so still trying to work out the kinks. Obviously, the more information that the Game Simulator has to plug in as the season goes on, the more accurate it will become. The simulator shows 16% of those games were decided by less than 5 points, and only 1.4% of them went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 96.6% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 68.2% of the time. Given those numbers, the computer might even be uh, more of a homer than I am, which is pretty tough to do. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through some of the biggest non-Buckeye v. Badger games of the day. Of course, all times are Columbus time. Up first, number five Clemson visits number 21 Wake Forest at noon on ABC. Also in that early window, Maryland travels to Ann Arbor to take on the Corn and Blue on Fox's Big Noon Saturday. At 3 30 on CBS, number 20 Florida will visit number 11 Tennessee, and Quinn Ewers in number 22 will visit Texas Tech on ESPN. The bemoleted former Buckeye will travel and dress for the Longhorns. Whether he actually plays or not is yet to be determined. On ESPN at 7 to whet your appetite for our game, number 10 Arkansas will visit number 23 Texas A&M. And as somebody who is the grandson of two Arkansas alums and doesn't really like Jimbo Fisher, all I can say is woo pig suey. Then Pac-12 After Dark brings us a fairly interesting number 7 USC at Oregon State game at 9.30 p.m., but it's on the Pac-12 network, so basically nobody east of Colorado will be able to watch that game, and even the vast majority of people inside the Big 12 footprint won't be able to watch it. But have no fear; there are some other spicy late night games on the docket. Wyoming and number nineteen BYU will play on ESPN two at ten fifteen. At ten thirty on ESPN, number thirteen Utah will visit Arizona State, who fired head coach Herm Edwards this week. And Stanford and his tree will travel to number eighteen Washington to play at ten thirty on FS one. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. I have a ton of respect for the Wisconsin football program, less so for the fans, considering that one of my first memories of Badger football was their fans throwing marshmallows filled with quarters at Buckeye players and coaches back in 1993. Don't do that. But I do have tons of respect for the consistency and steadiness of the Badger program. I think that tonight's game will be fairly tightly contested in the early going as both teams feel each other out. I just can't imagine a world in which Graham Mertz is able to keep pace scoring with C.J. Stroud and company. I imagine that Paul Christ and company will want to play keep away as much as humanly possible to limit the number of possessions that the Buckeyes have to score. But the reason that won't work as well this year as it maybe has in the past couple years is because Ohio State's defense, especially against the run, is actually pretty good. So the Buckeyes might not be able to score 11 touchdowns like they did last week, but does anyone actually think that they can't score at least five, because I struggle to come up with a realistic situation in which Wisconsin puts up more than 35 points. While Badger defensive coordinator Jim Leonard is one of the best in the country, I just don't think that he has the horses to slow down the Buckeyes. And the Badger offense just isn't built the same up front as it has been in the recent past. So while Braylon Allen is a really good back, he doesn't have the same type of offensive line blocking for him that previous Badger backs have had. So, because I don't think that Dave will pull Stroud in a Big Ten game against a marquee opponent until he absolutely has to... I think the OSU QB will throw for 350 yards and four scores, while Mayan Williams and Dallin Hayden will combine for a pair of touchdowns on the ground. Take your pick as to who scores one or two. While I think RB1 Travion Henderson either doesn't play at all or is extremely limited. I also believe that in the tradition of all-world Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor averaging just 80 yards in three career games against the Buckeyes, including two contests in which he was kept under 53 yards, Braylon Allen will go for less than 60 and no scores. Ultimately, I'm going to go Ohio State 42, Wisconsin 17. All right, that is all that I have for you today. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at Grant 33 You can also follow me personally at Matt. If you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land's one-of-a-kind podcasting network. Throughout the entire college football season, we are turning out two podcast episodes nearly every single day. They are filled with news, analysis, and discussions that you absolutely need to be the most informed OSU fan possible. But we are also bringing you unique voices, topics, and perspectives that you won't find anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. So, with all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. And as always... Go Bucks!